a driver sent a message to one of our social media pages. His name is Corey Paitzold, P-A-E-T-Z-O-L-D, Paitzold. And he said the following. He said, hey, just letting y'all know there is a person using y'all's CDL Trucking podcast name as a uh, dating site. <laughs> I thought you, I thought it was you guys, so you might mention it on your next podcast. <laughs> a dating site? <laughs> I guess there's a, I don't know if they're trying to hook truckers up in our name or what, but um, know this, that's not us. Mm, no. But that's not a bad idea. Maybe we should start a talk CDL trucker dating site. What do you think? Could we, could we be in the love business? Mm. No, no. All I keep thinking is lot lizard. I mean, that's that's all mm. I keep. That's all I keep thinking right now. You're, you're giving me ideas for names for the site now. No, no. Love a lot lizard. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no. I wonder. I, you know, trucker hookups. There was a big, um, on our our group page that the. the you know, the, the group that we have, there was, um, we went through and someone said, did a big chat and they were saying hi to everybody. And then all of a sudden, like I was getting notifications like crazy. And then all of a sudden I seen a couple of them that were for like, like a hookup or something to that effect. I, we, you know, the admin was removing them, but I did see something like that. I wonder if that's where they thought it was. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's saying that there's an actual, um, let's see here. Did you research it? Uh, I, I, I kind of did look a little bit, but I really didn't see it, but apparently Corey did. He said it's a um, dating site. Yeah, he says it's, they're using our podcast as a dating site. And, um, I mean, honestly, we're not getting paid to hook truckers up. And I mean, we're not going to do that, but I mean, we could have fun with it though. If, if it was us doing it, you know that, right? Hello. I could have lots of fun with that. Yeah. I mean, you could be the madam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So anyways, welcome to the show guys. Um, just a, a heads up. If, if you run across a dating site with our name on it, it is not us. No, we, in fact, we wouldn't call it talk CDL. I, I, it doesn't really make much of a yeah a sense, does it? No, I mean honestly and truly, and yeah, it's, it's I'm I'm thinking stupid. So, anyways, let's let's move on to the actual show show, and what do you want to talk about? This or that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got the list of what you wanted to. Well, I mean, I've got a like like you said. I always have a list of things I want to talk about. Um, Something that came to mind this week, it was an interesting article, um, a trucker traveling from Louisiana to Texas. Now, this happened a little while back, right? He got pulled over and he got searched and they found a little over $40,000 in cash in his cab. And so, obviously, what do police do when they find large sums of money? They confiscate it. You know, personally, I don't like that. Did, did you even know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's very true. If you have like, you know, it's almost like if you have, if you withdraw more than $10,000 out of your bank account, 
that they actually have to send a report to the IRS. You know that, right? If you withdraw more than $10,001 or $10,000. That's why when somebody, when people withdraw money, they draw usually 9,900 and some dollars. Did you ever know that? No, I really never withdrew that much money at one time. I guess I didn't need, it was a need to know basis and I didn't need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and and really it's because of drug dealers and drug Mm -hmm. traffickers is, is naturally they assume if you have a big chunk of money in your car, your trunk, I mean, and this guy, the, the article did say that when they pulled this guy over, his money was, I guess, in vacuum sealed um, plastic, you know, so, which highly suspect. Well, here's the thing. Now, the driver claimed he claimed this was a trucker now. OK, mm-hmm. in fact, but he wasn't in his tractor trailer. He was. I, oh, wait a second. I think he was in a tractor trailer. And so when they pulled him over, I don't know why they pulled him over. They ended up searching him and they found this money. Well, his claim was that was earned money, you know, from things I sold from my business, blah, 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 which is believable. Mm -hmm. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, people are allowed to have cash, but according to, you know, the way law enforcement looks at things when they pull you over, and this is why it's you know, a great idea to be really careful of driving around with giant wads of cash in your car. You could lose it. And here's what happened. The end res- Let me give you the end result. The end result was they he went to court saying, hey, I want my damn money back, right? He got mm-hmm. lawyers and everything. And they had a trial by jury. And the end result was they kept his money. They didn't give it back. The court even said, nope, we don't believe you so it's like you're freaking guilty of a crime even i'm not saying the guy's innocent i'm not saying he's guilty i'm just saying that's bs well there has got to be a lot that we don't know first of all because let's put it this way no person that i would really think especially a truck driver where you know they live not paycheck to paycheck, but, you know, truckers don't make thousands of dollars to just throw around, you know. They make good money, but they don't carry it with them all the time. It's usually at home or in a savings of some sort. So if this guy was driving around with it, what was he going to do with it? Well, actually, that was the the one thing that I thought was believable, which they could have checked out. His claim was he was on his way. That's why it's I, it, the article it said he was going from Louisiana excuse me, to Texas, and he said he was going to buy another truck. He was on his way to buy another tractor. You see, that's what, that's, that's the only reason, that's what I was going to say. The only reason you would have a large sum of money is for a down payment on something that you're using cash. But a lot of, I guess maybe what he should have done is just went and got a money order. Well, again, you know. But people use cash. Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. If he is, if he's telling the truth, what do most people do when they show up at your house and they're buying a car for, say, $5,000? What do they do? What do they say? Well, let's write it up for mm. less, right? Like, for example, if you buy a vehicle for $1,000 and you're in a, a state where it's 6%, okay, that's $60 you have to pay on that, right? So if you if you um, buy a, a car for $10,000... Now you're you're looking at, you know, a thousand dollar tax, 
okay, on that you have to pay the government. I'm not, sorry, that would be 10%. That'd be a $600 tax, rather. If you're in a state where it's 6%, some are 7 I think California's like 11 or something stupid. But anyways, this could have been a legitimate reason why he was on his way to pay cash for a semi-truck. Now, to me, the easy thing would be, it would be to bring the the guy that you were buying the truck from, title, everything you were selling him, saying, here's here's the guy I was going to buy the truck from, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or the dealership. Right, he should have some kind of even messages back and forth, something to prove that he's been contacting this guy and saying, hey, I'm on my way or anything to buy this vehicle. Right. I think they suspected him of of being a drug runner or, or I think they said he was, they, they suspected him of being on his way to pick up, you know, drugs in Texas and bring them back to Louisiana and distribute them. But again, so he might've been being watched period. But the guy's never been in, you know, the guy's never gone to jail for it. Um, now I don't know what his, his, um, past is cause sometimes they don't allow you to know the past of the, of the target, but there's been many stories that I've read over the years where somebody like a businessman or somebody's traveling and he had $5,000 in his car and he was legit. He just kept, he keeps cash on hand and he gets pulled over and guess what? They seize his money and now he's got to try to fight to get it back. I, I think that's a little bit crazy um, of a leeway of a leeway that they give law enforcement for some for that specific reason like for example what if you had five thousand dollars in your glove compartment you get pulled over for speeding and they suspect you and end up you know searching your vehicle and they find five thousand dollars cash in it oh now you're on your way to sell drugs or you're buying drugs you see what i'm saying and i I see what you're saying but I, i guess this is where i'm just i can't fathom i mean i know it happens i just the society to, to know that that the cops and stuff are doing certain things like that just is just bad. Well, um, to get away with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, my money, I earned it, not you. Well, get your I, paws off of it. And I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think it's. Don't they have to have probable cause for stuff? Just because I mean, like you have to show. I mean, like if you're gonna pull me over, and 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 say I'm going to, you know. She's got $5,000 cash. She's going to do something illegal with it. What probable cause do I have to show that I'm a person that's going to be doing something illegal? Read the title to this article I have in front of me. Probable cause requirement. <laughs> exactly. You did not you did not know that I had that, which is actually a little bit on the smart side of you. Um, it's an article by a, by a lawyer and it says probable cause requirement for searches or for searching semi-truck. And they go on to say, it says, for for most semi-truck drivers, their truck cab trailer is their home away from home as well as company property. So it's, you know, I mean, it's a flip of a coin. It's your home because you're living in it, but at the same time, it's also company property. Kind of like a, a you're renting, you know, you're a landlord. You're not, you know what I mean? You're renting off somebody. It's not really your home that you live in, but at the same time, it's your home. Right. It says, but when their property is searched and seized, we're talking about money and stuff now, it must be determined if it was done 
so without probable cause. So what you brought up is very legit. And um, it's interesting because I have another article. I don't know if I'll have time to get to it. But there was a cop in Washington, a state trooper this past week was terminated because he um, charged a trucker falsely. Good. You know what I mean? And, and, and they ended up terminating him after investigating this guy. Um, but anyways, let me go back to this article. Probable cause. It says the Nebraska legislator has chosen... Uh, actually, yeah, this was a, a Nebraska, but it's really kind of across the board with a lot of other states. Um, it says it, it has chosen to incorporate federal regulations into um, laws regarding state or inspections of 18-wheelers. Um, it says uh, they're adopting certain parts of the Title 49 of the Code of Federal Regulations, Additionally, this gives um, state patrol, including the carrier enforcement division, power to inspect the accounts, records, and equipment. Hear what that said? It gives them power to inspect accounts, records, and equipment of any motor carrier in order to enforce the federal motor carrier safety regulations and power to adopt their own regulations in order to enforce these statutes. It's not a long article, so listen to this. It says, these regulations state a truck operator may be pulled over without probable cause and searched so long as the search is more of an inspection an actual than an actual search. This inspection is often referred to as the administrative inspection and must be granted so long as the purpose is to perform a reasonable inspection in order to uphold the regulation of the industries. Here it says it must be granted. Now, it says most law enforcement inspections of motor carriers are done on the basis of of the North American Standard Inspection Program. The program consists of seven different inspections with the most typical inspection being level one through three. Level one, it says, is the most invasive. This is the one where they can come in your cab. It says the most invasive but typical inspection. Now, this is done by like DOT in that, okay, or any officer that is um, authorized to do truck inspections. It says it's the typical inspection is done on the road, on the side of the road, consisting of a thorough inspection of the vehicle, both interior and exterior around and under the vehicle will include a detailed look at the driver's paperwork also. Now, it gets kind of hairy. He says level two is the next two, he says, are very, they're not as, you know, invasive, you know, coming into your, your home says a less thorough inspection will include same. This is level two. It'll include inspection process except for the under vehicle inspection and only a quick look at the driver's paperwork. Level three is a paperwork only inspection, and that's the least invasive. It should be noted the administrative inspection exception does not provide unlimited discretion to the inspection officer to search the occupant's property 
and containers without what you said, probable cause. So now, if you have like suitcases or you have um, uh, any kind of containers that are have lids on them or whatever, he says without probable cause, they are not allowed to be opening these things. This is what it's saying. I'll read that again. It said, it should be noted that the administrative inspection except, exception does not provide unlimited discretion to the inspecting officer to search the occupant's property and containers without probable cause. So going back to the guy that we were talking about, sounds like they had probable cause. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me because the end result is it wasn't an illegal search. It says, um, that is when the inspection is being conducted pursuant merely to a regulatory statute and probable cause for further searching does not exist. The inspection must be limited to ensuring compliance with the administrative regulations. Meaning if you don't have probable cause, don't Mr. Officer, don't be opening up containers inside the trucker's cab. So when that driver was, had his money taken, I don't know what's making the noise. When, when, when the driver's stuff was when they took the money, they had probable cause. You said that they, they felt as though he um, was, a, was a suspect in, in purchasing drugs that were going to be taken back. So they've already been watching him. Well, um, they, they just said that's what could have been. They didn't say that's what, you know, they would have to prove that. To, you can't just accuse somebody of something without that's what I'm saying. proving it. That's what I'm saying. So, but anyway, so really what it comes down to is it says at both the federal and state level, law, enfor- law enforcement can stop a motor carrier and inspect the carrier for violations of safety regulations. However, this does not give the inspecting officer unlimited reign on what may be searched as courts have held that personal containers are not subject. I'm going to read that again. Personal containers are not subject to a regulatory administrative search in the absence of probable cause. So if you get a level one and you got a cop in there, right? And he doesn't, he hasn't told you that they have probable cause because they suspect you of drugs or, or crimes or whatever the case is, right? If they can't, what they call articulate probable cause to you, they do not have the right to open up your containers in your truck. Your suitcases, your duffel bags, your tubs with the lids, anything. Correct. That's what this is saying. And then this, this, uh, the lawyer, which is Barry Law, um, we'll give them a nice little plug. It says, if you or someone you know has been pulled over on an interstate, and he's talking about truckers, he says, contact the relentless criminal defense attorneys at Barry Law. And um, honestly and truly, I can, I'll leave their phone number just in case. It's 402-925-9722. And again, this was a Nebraska lawyer. But like he said, this is really across the board. Most states use this same inspection rule. So if you're a trucker and you've been illegally searched, meaning you've had um, inspectors come in and, and they're inspect, they're allowed to inspect the inside of your cab and anything that's out in the open, that's illegal. They are allowed to, to 
to um, confiscate and arrest you for if it's illegal. But they do not have prob if they don't have probable cause, they do not have the right. Okay, and again, I'm not telling you to fight and argue with a cop either. You know, they say don't don't um, resist the, the the law on the side of the road. There's this is arguing is really done for the courts. Unfortunately, if you're being um, illegally searched, this could be you out there. Well, I, I think it's, it was very informative as far as the only thing is it's been a while since I've been in a, a in a bunk area. Mm-hmm. I mean, before you used to lift it up and there'd be a storage area underneath the bunk, right? Right. But that's not, I don't know that the bunk lifting up is considered the container, a, a driver's personal container. No, I don't think so because it has the lid. I just wanted to make sure that they wouldn't consider that a different part of the cab. Um, because at one point, didn't you have the, the, the door on the outside that the, where the fire extinguish wasn't that an, an uh, that went under your bunk to some of it, right? Like you can open up and actually get into under the bunk that way. Yeah. You're talking about the, uh, utility door. Right. Right. Yeah. Now that's the, uh, they can go in there, you know I mean? If it's a level one, they are allowed to open up the, the cab compartments, but the, what they're not allowed to do is like you said earlier, if you have personal Tupperware containers or tubs with your personal belongings in there legally without probable cause. They absolutely, it says 100%, they do not have the right to invade your personal items that are considered personal containers. It says, in fact, it says the courts have held that up. I'll read that part again. It says, as courts have held up, personal containers are not subject to regulatory administrative search in the absence of probable cause. Meaning if there's no probable cause, they have no right to start going through your containers. And you know, the one thing I'm not picking on cops, but the one thing that I've seen a lot, okay, in in the industries, a lot there's a lot of law enforcement officers that don't understand the laws that they're supposed to be enforcing. Okay, now there's a lot of good officers. I gotta say that for the people out there that are going, oh, he's picking on cops. I'm not picking on cops. I'm picking on the bad ones. Like I pick on the bad truckers. I'm picking on the bad cops too. Okay, I'll pick on anybody that's wrong. All right, that's me. So if you're a law enforcement officer, which we have a lot that listen to us, okay, know your laws that you're supposed to enforce. If you're a trucker, truck driver and you, you suspect that somebody is illegally searching your, your, your personal items because of, of, of no probable cause, you need to get a hold of a lawyer. You need to fight that in court. I mean, even if they don't find anything, Ruthann, if, if I'm a truck driver and I'm out on the road and, and uh, I'm getting a level one and he starts going through my tubs and it, he didn't tell me there was any probable cause that they suspect me of something, I could tell you right now, after they don't find something, I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to a lawyer and say, I'm going to ask him, do I have, do I have a case? Because because there's a reason that laws and rules are made, and it it goes both ways. If 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 the rules are there to protect you, and then someone's invading your privacy, you need to stand up. Well, that's what it is. They, it's it's an invasion of privacy. That's why the the laws have said if you don't have probable cause, you cannot go through their personal items. That's privacy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is what uh, being an American is about. You know, exercise your rights. It's just the same as uh, being able to carry a firearm. Exercise your right. If you have the right to do it and you want to do it, do it. But, you know, don't do it illegally. And uh, don't try to fight with a cop and argue what you think you're right or wrong, you know, at on the side of the road. Because the end result there is they have the power you don't at that moment. Put it that way. Okay? So... Anyways, that that's uh, that article is pretty much uh, a dead horse now. Let's move on. Moving on. Moving on. Let's take a break. Are you a trucking company that is needing to hire class A CDL drivers? Then you've come to the right place. With over 25 years of recruiting truckers, diesel jockeys can have qualified drivers scheduled for your next orientation. They work with carriers that need solos, and student drivers looking for local, regional, OTR, company, and lease purchase positions anywhere in the United States. Check them out today at www.dieseljockeys.com. That's www.dieseljockeys.com. Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com and start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team, and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. There's an article that says Ohio troopers catch log truck running 40,000 pounds overweight. Yeah. That's a lot of overage. <laughs> yeah. On Friday in May 26th, um, it says uh, uh, they found a trucker uh, with a major violation. I mean, we got a picture of it here. It says troopers from Ironton Post stopped a commercial truck for being visibly overweight. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you log truck haulers, I know you think you can get away with a lot, <laughs> but um, when you're 40,000 pounds overweight, it's pretty vis- It's pretty good. I mean, you see the size of these logs hanging out the back route then. They look like the sequoias out, out in California. They're huge. Said the truck nearly weighed 120,000 pounds, 40,000 pounds over. Um, and then ironically, the same week, it says in Connecticut... They caught another trucker on on Interstate 95 at 117 pounds, 117,000 pounds, 600. So he was 30. He was almost 40, 40,000 pounds over. Also, um, I would just remind you guys out there. I know some of these guys get paid by the weight they haul. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know if he's an owner. Let me see if I can get a look at his tractor. You know what? He does look like an owner-operator. So there's, he's probably paid by the weight, which means, you know, um, extra weight, extra money. But the extra money that he probably would have made is not even going to be compared to the fine he's going to get. Nope. It's no. going to be huge. It's, it's, it's not worth it. And, and obviously, if somebody got caught with 40,000 pounds overweight, most likely he might have done it before. Probably. <laughs> probably. I would say. When you, what he's done before is probably like 20 pounds, you know, like 20,000. And then he's worked his way up to like, I'm going to do 22,000. Oh, oh, go ahead. Throw another log on. Go ahead. Go ahead. And now, you know, he thought he was really cool getting in at, at 36,000. He's like, put one more on. I have to agree with you because that's how people are. They, you know, they say give somebody an inch, they take a mile. Right. So, like you said, he probably started off with, okay, I'm at eighty five thousand. They they won't see it. You yeah, know, we'll just zip down. That. Right. And and to be honest with you, a lot of your log truck haulers, they don't usually run roads where the scales are at. But little did he know, one day uh, a portable would see him because do, do, do. yeah, because it's a picture. You could see the picture that where he's being weighed. It's it's not it's not a, a scale house. It was on a portable. Yeah, here look. See them? Yeah. There's the portables right yeah. there. So he's he a DOT and then again, you never know if somebody ratted on him or whatever the case is. Um I, I the other owner operator that wanted the load. <laughs> that's true. You guys gotta you got re- my log. <laughs> this is so true. You know, here's here's what could happen. I, that's a great thought Ruth Ann. you especially get a guy that gets fired from that company right and then he goes down and knocks on DOT's door hey you guys really need to set up with the portables because I know for a fact these guys are running 10 20 30 40 thousand over every single day be on the lookout or maybe you get some driver you piss off in your company and he goes and rats on you and maybe he's not the guy that's doing it but he knows you are I would tell you be really careful I mean there's so many variables that can get you caught um, and not just DOT watching for you, but maybe your buddy ratting on you. Yeah, the one that wanted that log. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I wanted that log. I Hello. wanted that big fat log. Hello, Mr. DOT. All right. So anyways, moving on, Ruth. Moving and on. guys, be careful if you're running overweight. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't run overweight. <laughs> right. yeah, don't run overweight. Um, new rule going in effect in uh, July. I think July twenty third. Uh, a uh, the Washington, the state of Washington's catching up with a lot of other states where uh, truckers have the right to use the bathroom at shippers and receivers. Well, that's good. I don't think they should have ever been. I, I don't think that should have had to been make made a law. I think that should have been just human courtesy. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, if you're, uh, here's my message to you receivers and shippers. You guys are really cold hearted. If, if, if a trucker has driven all night to get to your facility and just think about this, maybe the guy doesn't want to piss in your parking lot and disrespect you. So he comes in with his paperwork and you say, and he asks you, Hey, is there a restroom I can use? And your answer is, yeah, it's for employees only. And, and I've heard that BS Mm -hmm. myself yeah now in the state of florida where we live everybody has a bathroom it's public everybody has right to the bathroom here in in just about every business that i've ever seen um i i did see one or two where they said it was for employees only but the state of florida is actually there's a law where they have to let everybody use the bathroom if it's a public facility um the 
the state of Washington, it's a shame, like you said, that they're actually enacting a law, you know, that you have to force these people to uh, make make their bathrooms available to a guy that's delivering their freight to them that maybe you're, you know, some of these facilities that truckers deliver to then are out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? And like I said, maybe they don't want to, you know, illegally pee in your parking lot and you should have enough respect or kind heartedness or something in you to say, yeah, go use the bathroom. Why not? Well, I mean, the, 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 the options are limited when you look at it then, you know, if, if you really have to go, I mean, unfortunately there's been at least one time in my life that I had to go on the side of the road. It's not like I would want to do that everywhere. And, you know, I know guys do it more often, but truthfully, the one thing that you would not want as a business owner is someone copping a squat or, or standing next to it or, or anything. You don't want anybody's no matter what it is, next to, you know, in the parking lot, period. Yes, I 100% agree. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't want to repeat myself over and over, but it's it's sad that we have to make laws up for people to be kind. Hello? We're going to make a law that you have to do the right thing. It's <laughs> stupid. You're not asking them to get showers in your bathroom. Yeah. You're asking them to use it. Yeah, it's... Exactly. It's not like we walk in and go, excuse me, do you have a shower that I can jump in real quick and and uh, scrub up? You know, hello. <laughs> I, I got to take a leak, Mr. Shipper. Hello, I'm about to bust. You know what? I, I'd have laughed if some of them just took it out and peed on the floor. All right, moving on. Moving on. Let's take another break. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. Okay, so um, got a question for you. Okay. For me? Yeah, I mean, I had something on my mind, something I really would have been wanting to talk about. Actually, I wanted to talk about it over the last week or two, and I just didn't get to it because of all the content we had. Um, emergency vehicles, okay, uh, going down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two different laws, okay? There's one called the 
um, move over law. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one called the pull over law. The move, the move over law, which we've covered before when you have a cop or an emergency vehicle or even construction workers on the side of the road, that's called the move over law. You're supposed to, you know, safely move over to the next lane if there is another lane. So you're not, you know, putting them in danger. All right. Um, but then you have the pullover law. And the reason I bring, bringing this up, I'm going to give you an example. The other day I was on this little skinny road called Croft. You know where that's at, right? Yeah. And an, an, a ambulance was coming at us. Okay. Now it's a one lane going one way and one lane going the other way. In fact, most of it is no passing. So the ambulance is coming towards us, and there's no driveways or nothing where we're at. And the berm of the road to pull off means if you pulled off more than a foot, you would literally be going down over a bank. Okay, and there's even a little pond, but it's a steep little bank that you could end up going over if you... In fact, they don't even have guardrails right there. It's actually kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. And um, But anyways... The one guy in the front just jams on his brakes, like, oh, I'm going to do this doubly do right thing, right? And he pulls, stops, just stops. It's like, okay, listen, you have no room to pull over, but you're just going to stop because an ambulance is coming towards you, which everybody's locking up their brakes that was behind him because it's one of those roads that's like 45, 50 miles an hour. I think it's 45. Mm-hmm. And anyways, did he do the right thing or did he do the wrong thing? What's your thought? I don't think he did the right thing. He slammed his brakes on, but didn't even he didn't move over or anything. But I don't think when it's in the opposite direction like that, I don't think you have to stop. Okay, so I have the skinny on how to yield to emergency vehicles. It was it's actually I was curious about it and I was wrong about one thing. It says rules for pulling over for emergency vehicles. So now when vehicles are coming at you or behind you or coming up from behind you, it says driving laws require you to pull over and allow emergency vehicles to pass you. However, there are some exceptions to the rule. For example, you're not allowed to break the law to pull out of the way. You hear that? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to break the law to do this. And I see a lot of people do it. I'll give you an example. I'm going to read it. But like you'll see where a ambulance is coming up from behind people, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, and I'm talking about truckers or cars or anybody. You're in traffic, right? And you're at a red light. And an ambulance comes up behind you. <laughs> I mean, wherever you're at, England or America. I just thought I'd do the England siren. You ever hear that one? No? Okay, I just got a weird look. Anyways, so um, so you're stopped at this red light. Ambulance pulls up behind you. Woo, woo, woo. Cop pulls up behind you. Woo, woo, woo. Fire truck pulls up behind you. Woo, woo, woo. Everybody, right? Guess what the law says? Not Seriously. to break it. But you're, you have to try. I mean, a lot of them do. You're, al- you're, you're, you're allowed to tr- attempt to get move over and get out of their way. Right. But what you're not allowed to do is go through that red light. Right. Even if they're behind you with the red the, the sirens on, it's illegal for you to go through that red light. And that's what this article is going to say. You are not allowed to just pull out and go, okay, the emergency vehicle, I got to get out of his way. And guess what? Boom, you pull out 
And possibly there's somebody coming crisscross. You just, you don't want to cause an accident because of your, 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 your righteous thinking that's illegal. Right. I can understand that. I can understand that completely. I think if you, um, if enough people pulled over, there is just enough room for them, some of them to get through in that space, you know? Well, I mean, look, if there's a cop behind me with his sirens on or an ambulance, I'm going to try to slide out of the way without being in the intersection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get out of the, like if, if I'm in the right lane and he's coming up, you can legally make a right turn on red. I'm going to do that even though I wasn't supposed to go right. I'll get out of his way because you don't know if it's somebody that's really, you don't even, I'll tell you what you don't know. You don't know um, if the emergency's going towards someone that you care about. Not that you shouldn't care about even strangers. I'm just saying, I'll get out of his way, but legally you're not supposed to break the law to get out of the emergency vehicle's way. It says, what should you do in an emergency when emergency vehicle is approaching? It says, stay alert. Um, the NHTSA recommends keeping the noise level down in your vehicle far enough that you'll hear sirens of emergency vehicles when they approach. And I'm going to tell you something. I've seen ambulances and cops flying up in the passing lane in a highway and they get behind somebody that's got their music blaring and they're not looking in their mirror and the cops got the siren on and they don't yeah. even know the cops behind them. Right. Even, even some of the, there's, I've seen that with tons of people. I don't know if it's their music that's distracting them or if that they're just one of those people that never look in their mirrors. But it's like, how can you not see these lights behind you with the sirens behind you? There has to be, you're oblivious for some reason well some of them are on the phone some of them are like you said they got their music so loud they can't hear nothing and listen in in trucking school we're taught to be watching our mirrors every so many seconds where we're looking behind us we're looking around us but the motoring public doesn't think that way but i think that really the training of of the motoring public needs to go to a, a higher level because of ignorance like that. Here's mm-hmm. the second thing it says. It says investigate. Use your mirrors to determine what you can do to pull over and how quickly you need to do it. Uh, the next thing it says react. Okay, move calmly and quickly, as as quickly as you can to safely smoothly pull over to the side of the road. Always use your turn signal and don't slam on your brakes. And by the way, this is spelled siren. This is why it says stay alert, investigate, react. E stands for enter. Before re-entering the flow, this is important. If you pull off the highway, many times the guy behind you will gun it to try to get around you once it's all clear. So this is saying if you pull off the highway to let the emergency vehicle go around you, make sure you're looking and put your turn signal on to, to signal coming back on the highway. And then N stands for never. It says don't pull over if you can't do it safely or without breaking the law, and don't try to outrun an emergency vehicle that's following you too closely. You hear what, he, hear what that said? Some people will gun it and, and just try to get down the road because they can't get over, so they'll just try to get up to like 100 miles an hour to just get out of the way for the emergency vehicle so that they can find a place to get out of his way. 
don't break the law, bottom line, and don't do anything unsafe, bottom line. Well, that's smart because if you are going to do something that's unsafe or breaking the law, you can end up being an accident yourself. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. There was an article. I don't know if I have it here. Um, there was a, a uh, check this out. I think I actually have it. Speaking of pulling over. This is this is crazy. This this one article, and it happened like a week or two ago. Um, let's see here. Um, I might not have it. I might not have it. There was a a uh, a vehicle that pulled, just stopped, and didn't have his lights on. In a and he was in a dark car, and I and there was a fatality. Okay, it caused a fatality. A trucker ended up killing somebody, right? And this guy just decided to stop in the middle of the highway because of a deer to let the deer cross. The deer wasn't even in front of him. And how many times in Florida did we see, seriously, how many times in Florida did we see Somebody stopping in the middle of the highway to go get a turtle that's about to start. Because, you know, you get a lot of turtles that cross the road here. Yeah, we do. Turtles are, are pretty big. Big gopher turtles. Right. But the bottom line is, how many times did we see even like a little tiny one? People stop. They'll stop right in traffic. And they'll get out to assist the turtle. And they can cause accidents all the time. And it is not legal to just stop. And let and don't get me wrong. I know we don't want to hit an animal, okay. But the bottom line is, swerving out of the way into oncoming traffic is bad. S- just slamming your brakes on for an animal. Remember our daughter? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember our, her? Yeah, you do remember. <laughs> our oldest daughter. What did I teach our kids? Hit the hit the animal if you can't. I did. I mean, bottom line is, I don't care about the car. And I don't care about the animal. I'm sorry. What I care about is human life. Mm -hmm. And so many people have swerved out of the way of an animal or slammed on their brakes and caused human life to be killed because of a deer or because of a little dog or a cat. Honestly, you need to train your... How about the... The squirrel, remember the Geico commercial where the squirrels would run out on the road and cause the guy to flip his car and then they'd be high-fying and laughing? Mm-hmm. Well, people swerve for squirrels. It, it, it is, you should get your mind set on keeping your line. There's nothing wrong with slowing down, okay, but to slam your brakes on while people are behind you and causing people to run up your rear for a animal is not a good idea. I'm not saying I don't love animals because I do love animals. I'm just saying don't cause a major catastrophe like this guy did um, by by stopping in the middle of the night on a back road to let a deer cross and causing all kind of human death. This is what happened. So y- did you have some? No, I just, I just feel bad for, you know, the guy's silliness went and... Killed people. Yeah, and well, it's all in what we're taught. And that's why I said with emergency vehicles, right, this this article kind of plays in with the emergency vehicles. 
Emergency vehicles, people, I'm going to say it one more time. You're not allowed to break the law or do something unsafe to get out of the way of the emergency vehicle. You don't endanger the public because you're trying to do the Dudley do-right thing, okay? And you're sure not allowed to speed up and gun it to, to get out of his way, or you're sure not allowed to cut people off, and you're sure not allowed to go through a red light because an emergency vehicle is behind you. And so, Ruthann, that 100% is what I wanted to mention about emergency vehicles. The pullover law, not the moveover law, but the pullover. And and here's the other thing it says. Uh, th- let me just say this also. Vehicles coming towards you, like I said about the other day mm-hmm. on Croft. Well, technically, the guy was right. It does say if it's safe to stop and pull over... Even if there's no divider in the road, you are required to stop. That's what it says. And pull over, though. Yeah. Not just stop in the middle of the road. Right. But here's the thing, though. On that particular road, you couldn't pull over. The only thing you could do is just stop, which really, if you think about it, it's not, it's not going to affect the emergency vehicle either way. Okay? He's coming in his own lane going the opposite directions. It says any any pulling over for emergency vehicle laws comes with the understanding that circumstances may not allow you to pull over and stop. It says, for example, an emergency vehicle on the highway may approach so fast that there's no time to pull over and stop. If you're in traffic, it may be difficult or impossible to pull off the road. In that case, moving as far to the right as safely possible along with the rest of the traffic may be the only thing that you can do in those circumstances. So it's like in that circumstance, you're doing 35, 45, depending on which area of the height on that road that you're at, really stopping and pulling over or what you should have done is pull over and stop. You can't do it. It goes by too fast because there is no place to do it. So you should have just slowed down and got, got kept going. Like just get out of the way. Well, technically it says you're supposed to pull over, you know, and, and like, there's but, no pull over. It right, said if it you're has, safely, it has to be safely. And then the other question is, do you have to pull over for emergency vehicles on divided highways? It says a divided highway means there's a physical barrier, like a fence, a wall, the grass between, you know what I mean? A, a divider going down the highway, like a partition. He said, it says, that separates traffic running in the opposite directions. If you're on the opposite side of the divided highway from the emergency vehicle, you, do, you don't need to slow down or stop for it. You just keep the flow going. My question is, okay, what if you get to an intersection? It's the emergency vehicle now has the, the obligation to make sure that traffic they can get past. So you slamming on the brakes now at a green light, for example. Now there you're coming up on a green light, and you see that a, that uh, an ambulance is wanting to make a left turn that's coming the opposite direction on a divided highway. This is saying you do not have to slow down or stop because, again, you can just go, oh, my gosh, and everybody behind you is seeing the green light, and they didn't see the ambulance, and next thing you know, there's an accident. Again, don't do it unsafe. Does that make sense? Yes. So... Believe it or not, that one rule that you said about the divided highway, mm-hmm. that goes with school buses too. Yeah, you're right. If you're on a divided highway, you don't have to stop for a school bus. In fact, a school bus is not legally allowed to pick up kids on a divided highway from the opposite side of the highway. 
Okay, so if a school bus is stopping with their lights on and it's a barrier between you, okay, that school bus is only picking up people on that side of the highway, and those cars are supposed to be stopped. So, yes, you're right about that. And, Ruthann, that is the podcast for the week. All right. I want to mention Go ahead. real quick the uh, Texas Truck Show. Sure. Um, we were planning on being there, but we cannot be there now. But we still want to tell everybody to go and support it because it's an awesome place. We are planning to do the Florida one. And the dates for that is June 23rd, 24th, and 25th. That's the f- the Houston truck show is right. in June, she's saying, not yes. the Florida one. No, Florida is, I think, in February. Correct. So June what, Ruthann? Um, it's the, the weekend of the 23rd. 23rd, 24th, 25th. Make your plans to stop in there if y'all are going to be in the Houston area because the Dallas Truck Show no longer exists. And these the the Houston Truck Show, they say, is getting ginormous. So, guys, go check it out, man. I mean, the, the guy that, that runs it, they're really great people. They've been nothing but awesome and kind to us. And mm-hmm. they're very accommodating people. Um, and they are wanting to grow the truck shows. They, they do one in California. They do one in Texas. They do one in Florida. I think they might do one somewhere else. But they're really up and coming doing truck shows. So check out these new truck shows that have been on the market for the last couple of years. Um, Ruthann, do you have anything else? Do you have the word of the day? I do. You do? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Nugacity? Nugacity. And nugacity. What does nugacity mean? A trivial or frivolous thing or idea. Say it again, a trivialous? A trivial or frivolous thing or idea. Interesting. What's, give me a sentence. It may be a negacity, but I enjoy buying flowers for myself every week. If you're struggling with your budget, review your expenses to find any negacities you can cut, which is frivolous. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Ruthie, you... You've been doing the word of the day for a long time, and that's by Word Genius, by the way. If you guys are looking to get smarter, it's free. Go on Word Genius and and uh, let them send you a, a new word every day, and possibly start using it in sentences. This is how we grow our vocabulary. But you've been doing this for a long time, so I'm I'm sure that we've made some truckers smarter. I hope at least one. At least one. At least one. <laughs> made more. Hey, you know, we've had many people write in and say we really enjoyed the word of the day. So. Thank you. And and we want to thank everybody out there for every for all the letters and the videos and the pictures and keeping us up to date and keeping us included in your lives. Honestly, Ruth Ann, we have people that write in all the time that want to get on the show. Hey, shout out to Ben. Ben's been uh uh, been uh, messaging us a lot lately. He's actually out of Canada, and he runs California all the time. He's down in in, in uh, California. So shout out to you, Ben. I'm going to have Ben on the show one of these days. And uh, But, yes, thank you so much to everybody out there that sends us stuff, writes to us, leaves us messages. I mean, sincerely, I mean, we, we, we even get, <laughs> I've got some voicemails on our social media on, like, the WhatsApp stuff and all. Um, from like Africa and Uganda. I'm not kidding you. These, you know, saying, Hey, I want to come to America and get a job. I want to, I want to come work for you. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) you got to come here first, but, um, thank you for everybody all over. The United States is our, our home and we love the United States, but we also have a lot of people 
that listen to us in Canada, Mexico, um, over in England, Ruthann, Australia. And shout out to everybody out there that listens to Talk CDL. I think it's awesome. I have on my phone the uh, voicemails from, I think I have one from Ben. And I have... Ben strikes again. Our Aussie friends. Yeah. I do. I do. I keep them because I think it's fun. Yes. Because when I feel down or anything like that, I'll listen to them and I'll think, yeah, this is why I do it. Awesome. All right, Ruthann, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.